0: Start this thing.
1: <laughs> what is he talking like?
0: I don't know. Sounds like super white right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> what are
1: you guys talking about? <laughs> now it's time for the two on one, a fantasy football podcast, the official podcast of the Super Friends League. That boy, good Bad boy. Good.
0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Molio, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. The whole crew is back together to give you the latest on all week five fantasy news. But first, let's do a quick recap of the crazy week four and NFL quick hits. NFL quick hits. What a great game we had last Thursday night versus the Eagles and Packers. The game was pretty much back and forth all night long. Late in the fourth quarter, the Eagles were leading 34-27. With a chance to tie the game, Aaron Rodgers had his team on the red zone when his pass was batted up in the air and intercepted by the Eagles, ending Green Bay's three-game winning streak. Are the Lions for real this year? They gave the Chiefs everything they could handle last Sunday. The Lions looked to be in prime position to take the lead when Kerryon Johnson fumbled the ball on the one-yard line, and the Chiefs returned it for a 99-yard touchdown to take the lead. And then in the end, however, the Lions were able to regain the lead 30-27 to with 226 left in the fourth. But Mahomes was magic and was able to drive down the Chiefs to a game-winning drive capped off by a one-yard touchdown by Darrell Williams, giving the Chiefs the lead with only 27 seconds left. On the injury front, Devontae Adams missed practice Wednesday with a toe injury. He's day-to-day per the Packers head coach and will likely be a game-time decision. Starting receiver Stephon Diggs, this was kind of news today, was not at practice Wednesday. But his amp- absence wasn't related to injury, and there's a lot of r- rumors going around that he's upset with the Vikings and wants to be traded. Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner both did not participate in practice Wednesday. However, they're both likely to play on Sunday. And for all the latest updates, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at 2 on one FFB Podcast. So, Tommy, what were your uh, quick w- uh, hits for the week?
1: So, the one thing I wanted to talk about this week, and that was Vonta's perfect. And it was something that a lot of people came and talked to me about, you know, being Raiders fans and I just wanted to get your guys' take on it because it's something we haven't talked about, you know, uh, since it happened. And we all saw the hit uh, on Jack Doyle, and it was pretty egregious, and and he definitely was targeting. But at this point, given all of his history, you know, and, and this being the first incident that's basically happened this year, you know, do you guys agree with the NFL's su- suspension of of Vontez for the entire season?
2: I think it's I think it's tough. I think an entire season like Derek Carter said, and the playoffs is, is a little excessive, but I have no problem with them making a big statement. Uh, I don't think he helped himself when he was smiling and blowing kisses when he's running off the field. I think the NFL sees all that. And so they take into consideration, they find him I think nine or 11 times before Yeah, all the problems he's had in the past. And, and then the way he acts when he's getting off the field, like he doesn't look remorseful and we have to, you know, the new NFLs protect the players and protect them from themselves even. So I definitely think, you know, maybe an eight, eight or ten game suspension. But I mean, what, we have 11 more weeks in the season. And then if the Raiders did make the playoffs, he'd be out for that as well. I think that's a little too excessive. Steve?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you that the um, the punishment should have been severe with all the chances that he's gotten in the past and with all the fines. Um, however, like to your point, Dom, I think it's excessive for the entire season. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's definitely unprecedented for him. And I know he's done a lot of stuff. Um, I think also the hit didn't help. You know, the guy was kind of on the floor on his knees trying to get up and then he got smashed by him. So he definitely doesn't help in situation. And honestly, I think for him, it's just, he was, uh, born maybe 10, 15 years too, too late. You know, he was, he's a linebacker in a throwback era where, right. you know, those kind of players, they're, they're not, a. They're not used anymore, you know? And, and luckily, he still has enough speed to be able to drop in coverage, but he doesn't even look like a typical linebacker anymore. You know, he's huge, you know, probably like 240, 250. And now linebackers are a lot smaller. And I mean, it, it sucks. It's a big blow. I'm also, obviously, we're biased about it. We're like, hell no. But I think a lot of people don't want him to play anymore, to be honest with you. I've yeah. Heard a lot and, of people say ban him for life.
1: And that's why I wanted to bring it up because that is the sentiment on Twitter, at least, you know, after it happened was. Was that this guy should be kicked out of the league. And I think the last time it happened with Antonio Brown, like they're saying the same thing. And so I get it. But at the same time, it makes me wonder if there's some sort of like agreement or uh, stipulation on him being, you know, reinstated back in the league, um, you know, where he wasn't supposed to have, you know, one time and you're done, you know. And that's why I wonder, like, if we don't know that, if there was something that, you know, you do this one more time and that's it. You know, yeah, and gonna, for the whole year. Yeah. You know, cause we're not hearing that. So it's just, you know, as far, like I said, it's the first time it's happened this year, but you know, there, there's such a known history. Um, it, it almost, you know, it makes sense. that something had to be done, but I, I know he's appealing and, and I actually hope, uh, you know, I, I hope he does uh, get a reduced sentence on his, uh, on his suspension. Uh, definitely fine him. And if that, if you know that if that one strike rule isn't already in place, then you know maybe it should be in place. Uh, you know, if he does get reinstated this season.
0: Yeah, I think what's funny too is I, I believe uh, John Runyon from the uh, the old tackle from the Eagles is apparently part of the uh, committee or the head of committee <laughs> that, that gave that uh, that ruling for Vontaze. And he was like one of the dirtiest players yeah, ever, you know. Ever. And, and it's almost like hypocritical that that guy now is in charge of uh, of giving out discipline for that. But uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if he knew he was on a short leash and he decided not to play by the rules, and that's what happens. Yeah. You know, I got to live with it. Yeah, so for my quick hits this week,
2: I really just wanted to give a recap. We've got a couple of things we've been talking about on the pod just because this was such a crazy week. But uh, the two major things I want to talk about, I said in the beginning of the year, I think OBJ is going to be a bust. Uh, he's averaging just around 14 points a game, but he had four points in his last game. What do you guys think? Do you think the Browns have turned it around off their last performance and they're they're projecting up or do you think that was an anomaly and they're going to be what we saw in the first three weeks?
0: Uh, I think that they played a lot better because Nick Chubb went off and I think that that offense definitely needs the running game to be productive uh, so they can rely maybe on the play action because if I don't think they're good enough to be able to just have Baker drop back and throw for like 40 times to try to win a game and I think that's the main reason why I was impressed with their win, um, but I think a lot of it had to do with the the, the running ability of Nick Chubb. So maybe people are going to start saying, you know what, we're just going to stack the box and make Baker pit uh, beat us. So,
1: um, but definitely, I think they're turning it around a little bit. Yeah, and I was really surprised with the win. Um, I I was not, yeah. you know, I, Steve and I were playing each other last week, and I think we had the same thought: like, don't play Baker. Uh, right, and he ended up having a pretty decent game yeah, you know exactly. so that's the hard part because it just was a bad matchup you know Baltimore is really good uh right. the defense is really good so it was a bad matchup so to see him do that yeah I think you're right Steve it definitely had went hand in hand with with the breakout day that Nick Chubb had um because the offense the offensive line isn't great you know and they're still trying to replace Joe Thomas you know as far as like a real a solid you know building block of, of that the offensive line so um but it's still, I think it's, um, we still have to see, you know, they're playing San Francisco this week on Monday Night Football, uh, another really good defense. Yeah. Um. So if they can do it again, yeah, I, I think they're definitely coming back. But, you know, with Jarvis Landry being hurt, uh, no sign or, or word yet if he's coming back uh, this week, yeah, it might be a little bit tough. You know, they've, they've lost some people. And like I said, that offensive line isn't doing them any favors. So to see them open up some run lanes for Nick Chubb was really good. But I think it's still, you know, I, I think the, sh- the jury's still out there on them. All right. The the last recap I have is just
2: the bet that me and Steve made. Steak dinner on Dalvin Cook, finishing higher than Todd Gurley. I have Todd Gurley. Steve has Dalvin Cook. After four weeks, Dalvin Cook has 94 fantasy points. 27 was his highest, but he got a 27, a 25, a 27. And he still put up 18 versus Chicago. Todd Damn. Gurley's lowest performance was two weeks ago, four points. He had a great two couple of touchdowns last game, got him 25. He has 54 points. So, how do you feel having a 40 point
0: lead after four weeks, Steve? Uh, I feel awesome because there's a lot of people <laughs> for that. Taste wow, that steak? Yeah. I'm not going to count my, you know, because, you know, like, did we say injury didn't matter or did we say if it doesn't matter if he gets hurt or not? No, we just, said, we just said
2: if he ends up, yeah, if he ends up, whoever End ends up, up with you. the most highs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, don't know, I think stuff's going down in Minnesota right now that I'm kind of getting worried about. You know, you got Adam Thielen calling out Kirk Cousins, um, but no, I feel good. I think Cook is—he's looked explosive. I definitely liked him after the uh, year removed from the ACL, and uh, you know, I think I don't want to say we were right on Gurley because I know we all talked about it at the beginning a little bit, but especially the, after that Week One performance. But hey, like you said, he just still doesn't look the same to me. He doesn't look like uh, as aggressive as he used to be. I mean, he was at a different level than everybody else. And now he just seems – I'm not going to say he seems like just a guy, but, I mean, right now do you think he's better Uh, than Josh Jacobs? I I definitely do. I definitely do. Josh Jacobs
2: is more – obviously fresher, Yeah, has a higher upside. But I saw flashes from Gurley last week in the passing game is Mm -hmm. what I wanted to see, you know, him getting out on those screens. Yeah, I think he's kind of buying into McVay. Yeah, you guys are going to use me only 15, 25 times a game. I'll kind of play with that pace, but I'll, I'll build up through the season. That's my hope. But, mm-hmm.
1: Tommy, what do you think? I mean, he ran the ball five times. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point, cool. I'll take Josh Jacobs over Todd Gurley because he's a more complete back. I mean, he's got some knees. He's He can run. I mean, he can he can catch the ball. Like, I, I just – the only thing that's going to stop Josh Jacobs is just a bad matchup. I think you don't know what you're going to get from Todd Gurley from week to week at this point.
0: The only thing I would say about that, though, and uh, why don't we just stop there? And let this is a great segue, Dom. Thanks for doing that to fantasy football talk.
3: <laughs> hey, fantasy, fantasy.
0: So this week for fantasy football talk, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys uh, just about this and and hold just the uh, the Rams offense. Because obviously they have a lot of fantasy uh, relevant players. They have uh, Robert Woods, uh, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff, uh, Cooper Cup. You know, even some people play uh, Everett or Higby. Um, so to your guys' point, you know, I know Gurley only had five rushing attempts, but this last game against the Buccaneers, uh, Jared Goff threw 68 times. So they weren't really – they were behind 21-0 like in the what, the first quarter. So I don't think they had a lot of opportunity for them to rush the ball. Um, But having said that, I wanted to give you guys this – read you this tweet that Vincent Frank at – at Vincent Frank NFL tweeted out. So the last 11 games, uh, he was comparing Josh Allen with Jared Goff. And Josh Allen had 2,778 yards, uh, passing 19 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. And Jared Goff has 2,591, so less yards, uh, 13 touchdowns. So that's six less touchdowns and the same amount of interceptions at 11. What do you guys make of that stat? It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, terrible. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? It,
1: it's not something you want from from your newly extended quarterback. You know he's he he has what like hundred and ten million dollars guaranteed. You know another stat I'm seeing too from from NFL underscore Dov Kleiman, Jared Goff now has five interceptions this season and only four passing touchdowns. So it's just everything is just not looking good. You you you're paying this guy as a number one quarterback. And he's definitely not performing at that level, uh, especially when Josh Allen is putting up better stats than he is. And I like Josh Allen a lot, but and I guess to give Jared Goff a little bit of credit, you know, I think he is doing a little bit better than people thought he might. But I think it's clearly this guy's clearly a system quarterback. And and if he didn't have Sean McVay and all, you know, all those three amazing wide receivers, uh, you know, I don't think I, I think he we would see the Rams how they were with Jeff Fisher, you know. What do you think, Dom?
2: I think it's sometimes stats can be a middle middle misleading. I still think if you told me, you know, what quarterback would you want, I still think I would lead Jared Goff over Allen still, but I, I think everyone likes Allen's running ability, but so I'll still pump the brakes on that. Let's see where the Rams finish this season. I still think they're a top, you know, five team. I still think they're gonna make a deep run to the playoffs. And I think Groff and and McVay and all his receivers figure it out. I don't think he's ever gonna be, you know, tom brady or aaron Rodgers throwing just darts and throwing guys open but his system you know it's almost like a west coast where he just dinks and dunks and warms up then stretches the field out goes underneath to robert woods then he'll hit brandon cooks over the top i don't think they've had any brandon cooks over the top stretching out defense yet maybe that's what they need to do to open it up and uh, i think i think the rams are moving up it was they definitely got hit in the mouth by the bucks i can't believe that defense gave up 55 points against the bucks but i think that means the Bucks' offense is better than we thought it was, but I say pump the brakes a little bit. Don't do panic too much on Graf yet, but paying somebody and putting seeing those numbers is a scary sight for sure.
0: So Dom, you think they they beat Seattle and Seattle on Thursday night tomorrow night? Thursday Thursday night games are just so tough, and yeah, I, in in a, the Rams
2: play Seattle really well, and yeah. uh, just like uh, the Arizona Cardinals play Seattle really well. But I I wouldn't go against Pete Carroll on a short week at home and Russell Wilson so I don't I don't know it's a tough one I I would say it's going to be a close game 24
1: 21 Seahawks okay 24 21 Seahawks yep mm, I don't know with with Chris Carson <laughs>
2: getting getting two touchdowns and Todd Gurley getting two touchdowns there you go that's a
0: yeah, good you one you need some you need some points in that in that game I know I'm really sad that both my starting running backs are playing tomorrow night. Yeah, that's know,
2: why
1: that's he's dope. hoping for that.
0: You're going to either have a, a great uh, Friday, Saturday, or you're going to be like, ah, Friday, Saturday. So <laughs> the yeah. worst. Yeah. Yeah. You might see some, some waiver wire panic
2: pickups Friday, Saturday. If <laughs> on do Saturday. Like
0: that. That's good stuff there, guys. So why don't we just go ahead and move on to uh, fantasy studs for week four.
3: Hey, hey stud.
1: stud. All right, Tommy, who do you have for this week? All right, so my stud from this week, we already talked about him earlier, uh, is Nick Chubb. Uh, So he had 20 attempts, rushing attempts, for 165 yards, three touchdowns, three receptions off of four targets for another 18 yards, for a total of 38 PPR points in our scoring settings. If uh, Chubb doesn't go off, uh, Baker doesn't have as good of a day, Um, but again, to see him uh, run so well against that Baltimore defense uh, it was just great. And I know Chubb owners are are definitely pretty stoked that he's finally having – you know, he's breaking out and, and they're hoping he's going to continue. So, yeah, definitely a great day for, from from Nick Chubb. So my stud for the week, I got two
2: of them. I got a receiver, Devontae Adams. He had 15 targets, 10 receptions, and 180 yards. He had a couple of uh, touchdowns, flashes, but I think he was out of bounds on one or penalty – and then he got hurt in the fourth quarter. So I can only imagine if he stayed in, he could have what he would have finished points, with.
0: Thought, that's what it looked like. I thought
2: he was going to score 50 points. I, I, I joked with Fosberg. I was like, he's on pace to do a <laughs> hundred. Yeah, first
0: I know it was crazy. But, yeah. yeah.
2: And then my second guy is uh Leonard Fournette. Finally feed this ball to this guy. 29 times. He had 225 yards. He had two receptions for 20 yards. Didn't score a touchdown with all that output, but he had 26 fantasy points in our league. So, Shout out to Leonard Fournette.
0: That. That, hey, you know what? A crazy stat on that, Dom. Apparently, since 1970, there's been uh, um, only three players that ever rushed for 200. And, how many yards was it? 235 or something? Uh, yep, 235. 225. 225. Uh, three players uh, that didn't score a touchdown since 1970. That's like almost yeah. amazing that he didn't score like That's one, nuts. at least one. So, um, my uh, my stud for the week this uh, week is uh, Jarvis Landry. He uh, finally had a great game. Same thing, kind of like uh, some of these players were talking about. He had eight receptions for 167 yards on 10 targets. Um, obviously, Odell didn't play very well, but um, he he definitely showed his talent. Unfortunately, uh, he did get hurt. Uh, so I think he's in the concussion protocol,
1: but great game by Jarvis Landry. Yeah, we talked about him on last week's su- podcast. Like They just keep feeding him the ball, and it's crazy to see how many targets he's getting with OBJ there. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh... – Another receiver, Steve.
2: Maybe one um, that you
0: traded for. Chris Godwin. Nah, I didn't feel like I was more impressed with the uh, I, I knew Chris Godwin was going to do good, man. That's uh, I went with someone that I didn't know was going to do that good.
1: Plus, a lot of other Godwin. podcasts have talked about Chris Godwin this week. Yeah. So, it's yeah, nice to bring something different to the table.
0: Definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. So, now let's move over to fantasy duds
1: for week four.
3: <laughs> you got the dud!
0: Yeah, so my fantasy dud this week
2: is the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, he did get a win. He, that's why he is GOAT because he, he can still be a dud and yet lead his team to win. But he only had 150 yard passing yards in one pick, no TD, scoring five fantasy points. That's
0: crazy, five fantasy points. Terrible. Um, terrible. My uh, dud this week, another guy who's been killing it for everybody, uh, Keenan Allen from the Chargers. It's very surprising, especially against Miami. You'd think he would have got a lot more uh, work, but he had five receptions for only 48 yards on six targets. So I guess they didn't really need him too much. Yeah. It was kind of closer at the beginning of the game. So I would have thought he would have been fed a little bit more, but they did a good job on him. That hurts because
1: he was my start of the week last week because yeah. I thought he was going to eat it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, who wouldn't, <laughs> man? That's a great matchup. And that's the crazy thing about fantasy. You have these great matchups, and like Keenan Allen was amazing two weeks ago, and then like this week happens, and it's like nuts. I think so. you said it. he
2: They just didn't need him in the game plan. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, that's I, what it
0: was. Take take it easy, Keenan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, take it. yeah, he gets hurt a lot, too. So they probably wanted to rest him up a little bit. Yeah, and then that Tom Brady thing, <laughs> it's like, at this point, it's definitely a trend. Like, Tom Brady does not play well in Buffalo, you know? So we need to remember yeah. that for the next time he's on the road in Buffalo because it just hasn't call. happened, you know? And, and he broke that that trend this year in Miami because he kind of had the same thing going. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so when Tom Brady goes to Buffalo, do not start him. Uh, so my dud of this week is Mark Ingram, and mostly because he's he's – been great so far this season, but he has two weeks already with with bad games. So he still had 71 yards off of 12 attempts uh and one target, uh one catch off of one target, uh, but he did get a fumble as well. So that brought his overall total to eight PPR points. And yeah, you know, it's it's one guy that I fired up in DFS for a few weeks and hoping that trend would continue. You know, that would be real consistent this year. But now, you know, he's basically been uh two weeks on and two weeks off. So you know really gonna have to consider the next time he's gonna play, you're gonna play Mark Ingram. Um, you're kind of gambling at this point.
0: Yeah, you think he would he would have done a little bit better against the Browns, um, especially because they just feed him so much. But yeah, the, the Browns uh, they played well. They played well on Sunday and they got a good win. So
1: well, it's it's too like crazy. You know, we had some crazy games this week with with the Browns and, and the Ravens uh, not going the way we you know we all kind of thought it would. You know, and then they had the Chiefs and the the Lions having a crazy game. You know, yeah. the Lions almost you know beat the Chiefs and probably should have so it's it, yeah week four was was totally nuts and i think it's just continuing you know the trend of the season it's just yeah what the hell is going on all right
0: guys let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors all right guys now it's time for giving out some free nuggets uh why don't we start off with our uh each one of us give our start of the week player for week five
2: Yeah, so my start of the week this week is a guy I actually traded for. Um, we always write him off every year, but his his floor is always nothing below 12 points. Larry Fitzgerald going against probably the second worst team in football, the Bengals.
3: Three. Nuggets.
2: Christian Kurt might be hurt and not go. So I think that's oh, yeah. bodes even better for Larry. And um, I see him scoring two short touchdowns, short yardage, and then having like 100
0: yards reception. So you've got to start him this week.
3: Steve, yeah, I can see you him, like
0: having like eight catches. Uh, this week, I have a, a kind of a, a, a streaming quarterback out there right now, uh, Jacoby Brissett, against the Chiefs.
3: Free nuggets.
0: Um, obviously the Chiefs are more than likely going to be up on the Colts, so they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, and then uh, the Chiefs have surrendered an average of uh, two hundred and seventy-six passing yards uh, to quarterbacks this year, and almost twenty fantasy points per game. Uh, so I mean, if you need a streamer out there. Uh, Maybe you have Baker Mayfield and he's not doing that well for you, or Daniel Jones kind of bombed for you last week. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett is a good pickup to start this week. I
2: think John did that in our league. I think he's, yeah, bought into that train completely. And that's his quarterback. You have Aaron Rodgers,
0: too? He traded him. Oh, he traded traded Aaron Rodgers? Oh, wow. To me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Oh, wow.
1: Going in on all all in on Jacoby uh, and Ty. There you go. Who was your quarterback before that,
0: Don? I have Watson still. I used to have Watson. Okay. Yep, and like, Trade piece.
1: Geez. He's stacked. He's set. I know, he's man. That's what happens when you make trades. Sometimes it works out. Yeah, sometimes. So, sometimes so uh, doesn't. So my starter this week, and it's not one that you should really guess about starting because he's an every week starter, but it just hasn't been good recently. So I just want to provide some confidence in Nuke
3: free
1: nuggets DeAndre Hopkins has not been having some good weeks and so he's going up against Atlanta and while it's not the juiciest matchup Atlanta has given up the 14th most points to opposing wide receivers and Atlanta always seems to be playing from behind this year so Houston will either go up early or it'll be a shootout but either way DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his this week it's going to be a good week to provide some confidence bring some confidence back to fancy owners that have DeAndre and May have considered chopping them because they haven't liked what has been going on. If you're doing that and listening to this podcast, just hold on to them for at least one more week. And I, I'm i not going to guarantee he's going to have an amazing week, but I think he will have a good week this week. Guarantee it, Tommy. Come on, man. All right, let's guarantee a win for yeah. Nuke. How big of a surprise is
2: how bad Atlanta is this year? Like, I don't think anyone saw that coming.
1: It makes no I think, sense. Uh,
0: I think that coach, um, um, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah. I didn't like the 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 Dirk Cutter hire. I know they got him over because of uh I guess he, he used to coach with them with Matt Ryan and the offense, but I mean, I don't know. It's just they just look so bad on offense, and then they their defense is just terrible. And that's supposed to be Dan Quinn's bread and butter, you know? Right. Um, I know they have some injuries, um, but they can't get Freeman going. You know, Julio's playing okay. Yeah, I didn't think that the Falcons were gonna be this bad this year. That was pretty surprising to me.
1: Well, I ended up being wrong uh, when I tweeted it out last week, but you know, Matt Ryan gets most of his points all season. Majority of his points have come in the second half or in garbage time, you know? So I tweeted out like, hold tight. Like he's going to, you know, he's going to get his points back. And, you know, it wasn't a terrible finish. He definitely finished a lot better than a lot of other starting quarterbacks, but it wasn't that big comeback, but you are seeing you know, if he can't hit Julio deep or or Calvin Ridley when he's when he's uh, healthy, um, you're seeing Hooper and Muhammad Sanu reap a lot of benefits of those underneath pass routes and a lot of those PPR points, uh, getting a lot of targets. So they're still that team is still fantasy viable, but yeah, it's what are they one in three right now? Like that's insane to see from yeah from the Falcons, and and their offense is still good, you know, and they have some great guys on defense. I mean we didn't really talk about when Keanu Neal like got hurt again, but like that guy just has the worst luck, you know? And I think every time like he goes down, the rest of the defense just kind of takes a big drop off um, and then has to rally back behind their offense. So there's still some good guys, you know, to have for fantasy, but it's, it's going to be playing catch up every single week. looks like it.
0: All right, Tommy, let's uh, switch it over now to our
1: sits for week five.
3: sit down, sit down.
1: All right, so my sit for this week is one of my favorite players in the league. I'm not going to call him the Fantasy Locust anymore, but it might be one of those weeks for Amari Cooper.
3: Free. Nuggets.
1: So he's going up against the Packers defense, who has given up the least amount of points to opposing wide receivers with only 188 yards per game. But he also admitted today that he's still not 100% from his uh, foot injury and that he's still going to play. You know, which is great because you're going to want to start him because he's going to be playing, but he might not perform that well because he's admitting he's not at 100. percent So, if there's any week to sit, Omari Cooper, this may be the week. Dom, who do you got?
2: Yeah, my sit's another wide receiver. I think he was your streamer of the week last week, but I think you got to sit him this week. Tyro Williams for the Raiders.
3: Free nuggets.
2: Um, I think any Raider player is in a tough meet, you know, matchup this week. I think they're in London, correct? And they're yep. playing Chicago.
0: Yeah.
3: Yep, as so, a home
2: game. I mean, it's supposed to be a home game. Yeah, it's <sighs> supposed to be a home game. You know, the field's usually pretty crappy over there, just because they play on real fields. And uh, the Bears' defenses look unbelievable. And I think they, you know, they take away our number one receiver. And I think, you know, the only person I could see starting for the the Raiders is probably uh, the tight end Darren Waller, just because he can, uh, you know, get so many targets, but.
0: Uh, that's my sit for the week. Who about what do you got to Steve? I got another Raider, uh, you know, that people are starting to start more often. And that's Josh Jacobs. You know, he's been playing pretty good, averaging about uh, 12 points of fantasy points a week. Um, uh, But man, uh, the Bears defense is ridiculous, man. And they're just uh, allowing all running backs this year at just three yards per rush. Uh, so I would definitely if I mean, it's going to be hard to sit Josh Jacobs just because you probably had to drop some pretty high or. But I think this week he's a a risky, risky
1: uh, flex play. Well, we talked about last week. It's definitely starting to become whoever's playing against the Chicago Bears. You might want to sit. But I happen to have both Tyrell Williams and Josh Jacobs on my team.
2: Oh, three um, nuggets for you! There you go. So you see,
1: <laughs> sit up, <laughs> yeah, free nuggets for Tommy. All it's right, comment noted. I think he's. I think he's
0: actively changing his roster right
2: I think you sit, Tyrell and you keep Jacobs. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah,
0: I keep Jacobs. Too opposite. opposite of what I Yeah, that's true. All right, let's change that right now. So I do have.
2: I do have. A uh, streamer for this week uh, right, for DFS. Um, I think it's, I, I don't check the value, but I think he'd be pretty low. Will Fuller versus Atlanta.
3: Free nuggets.
2: You know, he's the number two receiver. Tommy already talked about Nook. I think this is the week that Will Fuller gets behind the defense, maybe has two long touchdown passes. So that's my streamer of the week.
0: Hold on. I'm going to see your uh, Will Fuller and I'm going to raise you a Tyler Ifrit. Uh he's playing against the Cardinals.
3: Three nuggets.
0: And the uh the Cardinals defense has already given six touchdowns to opposing tight ends and, and uh they're averaging uh twenty seven points per game against Arizona, our tight end. So definitely I know it's pretty barren out there, especially with like Delaney Walker not playing that well, and then Waller playing against the Bears. I mean, I would definitely maybe take a flyer on Tyler Eifert this week.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good one, Steve, uh, because Tyler Eifer on DraftKings right now is at $3,300 salary, uh, super low. uh, So that's definitely a great one to pick up. And then Will Fuller is at $4,500 on DraftKings. So both both great values that can definitely outperform where they're currently at. Wouldn't you
2: love to see Tyler Eifer get Comeback Player of the Year this year?
1: That'd be great. I think
2: think that'd
0: be a great story. I I feel bad for that dude. I think he's had every injury possible,
1: so bad. Uh, so my streamer of this week is is the Tennessee defense.
3: Free. nuggets.
1: You know they're going up against Buffalo, who happens to give up the third most fantasy points to opposing defenses. And you know if if uh, Josh Allen is out this week and they're still starting Matt Barkley, as much as we like Matt Barkley, you know that's the yeah. hometown kid right there. Uh, that's going to be a nice matchup for Tennessee, who's been playing really well this year. And then on DraftKings, uh, on they're only at three thousand dollars, so they're definitely not, you know, the, the most expensive uh, defense out there. You know, so with these three DFS starts, you can definitely build a nice roster with some great value guys, and then get some of your higher price studs in there to really round out your team. Yeah, that's a that's
2: a good defense, Tommy. I actually have a defense for my waiver scraps trade targets. A little free nugget. Uh, they're not available in our league. But I checked on Yahoo. There's, they're only owned in 34%. I'm really liking San Francisco's D.
3: Free. Nuggets.
2: They're, oh, yeah. they're sneakily you know, playing under the radar. They have a really high floor this year. I think they're averaging 12 points. So who do they play this week too? They the have a clip, good matchup. The a Cleveland Browns
1: on Monday Night Football.
2: Yeah, see? So they could, they could uh, sneakily have a, a good performance against the Browns if they revert back to the first three weeks.
1: Uh, I very much agree with that take because I picked them up in our home league. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice. I saw that. I want to go get him. <laughs> He's mine. Who do you have, Tommy, this week for
0: that? You got trade targets or waiver wire?
1: Yeah. So, some you know, some waiver scraps. Guys are still left after waiver wire runs. Uh, we talked about him last week, but Mohamed Sanu is still out there. Oh, yeah. You know, and we predicted he'd have a good week last week, and he did. And so he's still available in six in 35% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, and another one, he didn't have a great week last week, but I think it was just a bad matchup. Uh, the offense really wasn't clicking, but that's Nelson Aguilar for the Eagles. Yeah. who's still available in 62% of Yahoo leagues uh, because partly because of that last, that bad week last week. Uh, but with Deshaun Jackson still out, I think he's still going to get his targets and uh, and yeah, get some good points.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I, I couldn't believe Aguilar had zero points. Insane. I, was, I did not. I did not expect. That. I did not expect that at all. I thought, especially after the week before, he'd have at least a little bit something. Right. Um, but that was pretty incredible.
1: And Alshon Al- Al- Sch- Jeffrey came back, but it's, and had a good day. But still, you know, it shouldn't just go to yeah, Al- one Sch- receiver. Right. Yeah. I think Ertz only had thirteen points too, so it's not like
0: he was getting a monster amount of targets. But they, I think it's just because Jordan Howard ran the ball so well.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And he scored touchdowns, and that's what it was. But even then, you know, just like I said, it was a it was a different day. It was a hard matchup. Um Jordan Howard's runs weren't like super impressive or super long, but he did get in the end zone so many times. So, you know, I just think, I didn't think it was a good day for the Eagles all around. Um, you know, a, but, Steve, unless you have any waiver scraps, you know, I had a trade target in mind. Yeah, oh, go for it. So, you know, it's a pair of receivers that I think either one uh, could be got for for pretty low value because they're probably the wide receiver three, four, even five on some people's teams. Uh, but that's Emmanuel Sanders and, and Cortland Sutton, who have both have been putting up great numbers so far, mostly in garbage time with, with uh, Joe Flacco throwing them the ball a bunch um and so you know you might be able to get it for not very expensive because like i said it might be a flex play at best for some for some teams or they might just be riding the bench and and you know they're denver's not great you know but teams that have good receivers you know playing from behind can still do really well tommy i'm glad you said uh court sutton because i've been high on him i
2: drafted him in our our league actually and i want to trade him week one and I will not drop the name, but he said, I don't even know who Cortland Sutton is. And I'm like, how is that my fault that you don't know? who the <laughs> the never is?" And at least he's proven me a little bit right. Especially last week. I think he had 24 fantasy points in our league. Yeah, he did great.
0: Come on, John. get You're better than that, man.
2: Oh, he said <laughs> his name. <laughs> just, just kidding, John. <laughs> and that was a good guess.
0: <laughs> Anyone else have any trade targets? I had Mike Evans for last week, but then he had another good game. So, <laughs> you know, that was a that was a good trade target. Um, I like uh, Cole Beasley, too. Um, he might be a good waiver wire pickup if he's still available. Um, it looks like they're looking for him a lot, uh, especially at the slot. I think even if Barkley plays or if uh, Josh Allen, um, he's getting a lot of targets right now. So And he may be available in your league, so you might want to look for Cole Beasley, Buffalo Bills.
3: Free. Nuggets.
2: I think it's also uh, – Good time to start firing back up some jet skill for players like Crowder, um, you know, guys like that. Yeah. That even Robbie Anderson, I think,
1: is probably floating around on the bench because Darnold's yeah. gonna come back and he's gonna want to throw the ball. So I almost had Jameson Crowder from mine, but I don't think Darnold's back this week. So I no. don't want people to go and spend their fab money or try to get him this week unless they have a spot where they can hold him because the one week where Jameson Crowder and Sam Darnold play together, Crowder went off. And it proved a lot of people wrong. So I think it still happened. That connection is definitely still there. It's 20 targets. I think it's 20 targets. All
0: right. That was some good free nuggets, guys. Now let's move on to some Super Friends League talk.
3: The Super Super Friends League. All
0: right, guys. uh, Got some juicy matchups for week five this week. Let's start off with the first one here. We have first place Noble Savages, who are currently at. Uh, top of the rankings at three and one versus uh, Christian Minglers, which is Tommy's team, at an eighth place at one and three. So big week for Tommy. All right, Dominic, who do you got in this uh, matchup of brothers? Brother
2: Bowl 1.0 for the 2019 season. I want Tommy to win because Vince is ahead of me in points, but we have the same record. But I'm looking at all of Vince's defensive matchups and not one of them scares me. Pittsburgh, Lamar Jackson versus yeah. Pittsburgh, Robinson versus Oakland, Kirk if he goes versus Cincinnati, and then Elliott and Ingram, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. I got to go with Vince, Tommy. I'm sorry, but there's the only defense that scares me is Carolina versus Leonard Fournette, and then he's got Chicago's defense. So because of that, I got Vince in this one.
0: Yeah, I got Vince in this one too. I'm going to go with Noble Savages. He's probably going to switch out Kirk for, I'd say, Brandon Cooks at seattle um he, he, his team's just it's pretty loaded right now playing pretty good and, and to dom's point the matchups are good although tommy uh definitely has a fighting chance you know he's got uh hollywood brown at pittsburgh but well, that's a good matchup i feel like mike evans at new orleans could be a good and cmc is, is the truth man he's the best player i think in fantasy football right now and tommy doesn't want another loss so
2: you know a man coming off the fences is, is dangerous,
0: so we'll yeah. see. A wounded dog's the most dangerous dog. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to pick Tommy, or are you going to with, with, with uh, withhold?
1: Hell no, I'm going to pick myself. Shit. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. yeah. No, I, I just... Um, to Tell me ar- why, Tommy. To, okay, to be honest, uh, I think Matt Ryan's going to have a good game. I think Mike Evans is going to have a good game. CMC. I think Josh Jacobs, if I decide to start him, uh, I'm definitely going to... I'm choosing between Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams at this point, but uh, I, I might try to switch out Josh Jacobs. But if I do, you know, it's kind of waiting to see if Devin Singletary is going to come back against a bad matchup right. against Tennessee or if I'm playing Ronald Jones at New Orleans, yeah. which might I be the really. play, you know, yeah. and, and Ronald Jones is definitely trending up lately. And, you know, at, at this point I do have to gamble a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think my saving grace uh, is, is actually Oakland, you know, not, not, not giving Chicago that many points, and so if they can just not turn over the ball, um, and and get away with, you know, I, I don't think Chicago's offense is going to put up a ton of points against against the Raiders. So I think it's actually going to be a pretty low scoring game, and I'm hoping that keeps things at least fantasy wise a little bit even, yeah. gives me a little bit of a chance there. And, and San Francisco goes off against Cleveland, and all of Lamar Jackson's touchdowns go to Brown or Andrews, no yeah. yep. Ingram or Speed. Yeah. yeah have, a good, uh, have a good game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we always talk about that strategy, right? If if you're, your opponent, if you have the skill positions of your opponent's quarterback, put all those skill positions in because if he's going to throw touchdowns, it's going to go to one of my guys. All right, guys, let's move on to the next game
0: uh, between second place, the Godfather, uh, who is three and one, against uh, a surprisingly John a Dumpster Fire, 0 and four right now. Uh, who you got in this game, Tommy? That's funny. I love that dumpster fire. here. That's actually John.
1: John never got well, that. Well, I think he's realizing, you know, he needs to do something, and so you know, kudos to John for making some yeah. trades this week to improve his team because his yeah. team definitely does look better um, after those trades. I mean, I'm still kind of questioning, you know, like some of the guys that he, you know, the value of what he gave up. But at the end of the day, uh, he made the trades to to make the improvement to his team as he saw fit. So so kudos to John because he's actually projected for more points than his opponent, the Godfather. And I think, you know, even though the Godfather might get Melvin Gordon back, uh, I don't like how Joe Mixon has been playing lately, even against Arizona. And, um, you know, uh, Keenan Allen can put up another dead like he did last week, like out of nowhere. So uh, I'm going to go for Dumpster Fire this week. And I hope even if he starts to rack up the wins that he keeps his name as Dumpster Fire, because that's the reason why he's getting back, because he's admitting it's a Dumpster Fire right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: gonna, gonna go jump with him and pick John as well. Oh. Oh, wow. I might have to do the opposite then. Now I, I like uh, I like John Seam this week, though. I mean, like I said, we talked about Jacoby Brissett. He was my start of the week um against KC. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Um, I even uh I like I like him uh stacking him too with TY. Hopefully TY comes back from that quad injury. Want to monitor that. And then um yeah, I'm gonna go with John too. Let's go. Let's all give him our good juju. Uh knock the godfather out down a little bit, and then he gets his first win of the year.
1: And I think his best matchup is uh is with David Johnson against Cincinnati. Yeah, I like that. That could be he could have a huge yeah. game. Cincinnati gives up the most fancy points to the running back position. So that could be really yeah. nice. Absolutely. All right, so that's three for John. Good luck, guys. And then uh, next matchup we have
0: is time to eat, who is currently um two and two versus um stand up collin, who's also a three and one. Um so let's see, Dominic, who do you have for this game? I'm gonna go with time to eat, uh, just
2: because a couple of guys on stand up calling might not play. Amari uh, Cooper's questionable. Marlon Mack and Connor. I think all of them might go, but e- even if they do, um, I think he's got a couple of tough matchups. Philip Rivers against Denver. I don't know if you guys heard, but Denver lost Chubb for the season. Yep. Yeah, ATL um, their, yeah. their pass rusher. Yeah, so that that hurts them, but I, I think that inspires you know some of the other guys to to play well, and they finally got a sack last week. So I'm going to go with time to eat on this one, depending on Russell Wilson does the next tomorrow night against the
1: the Rams. The Rams. What do you got, Timo? I have I have time to eat as well. You know, this might be the last week we get to see Austin Eckler, uh, and and I think his strongest uh, player on his team is Le'Veon Bell. Going against Philadelphia, the Philadelphia defense hasn't been amazing, um, but the run defense is pretty decent. So I still think yeah, they have, have a, a really good, good game. Um, a lot of things have to go right for stand up Collins team um, just compared to how they have gone. And I have, you know, him starting Amari Cooper is my sit of the week this week. So I just don't think he has a good game. So I'm gonna go with time to eat with the win.
0: Yeah, I'll probably go with Matt just because of the three questionables too as well with Amari Cooper being hurt and then playing against a really good Green Bay team. I think they're going to probably shadow him with King from Green Bay, the cornerback. He's been shutting down everybody. Uh, Marlon Mack looked terrible against the Raiders. I think he's hurt. Um, he's not playing. And James Conner, I mean, at Baltimore, Baltimore's going to be pissed after getting put you know, so many points against them last week. I don't think they're giving up any kind of running game uh, to the Steelers next week. So I do like James White though. Uh, playing against Washington, but they may be in the lead too much, so they're not even going to need James White. So right. I like matchups a little bit better for uh, Matt's team with Julian Edelman at Washington, Austin Eckler, like you mentioned, and uh, and Le'Veon Bell. The only thing I'd give advice is maybe Delaney Walker. I don't think he's going to be playing this week. Maybe try to pick up somebody else, um, see if he can get them. Maybe Tyler Eifert. So,
1: Yep. Yeah, and, and I think like the, the, the Patriots backfield is almost a gamble. Uh, who's I gonna know, score man. fantasy points, you know, from Terrible. week to week. It's it's so hard to tell. And you know and James White's Michelle. still the guy, but yeah, you know, and <laughs> so and so yeah, it's crazy. And then um, you know, for, for James Connor going against Baltimore, you know, there's currently there's a sixty percent chance of precipitation, so it might be a wet game. So you might want to monitor that if you're still gonna play James Conner. All
0: right, guys. Next game is the expendables, who are one in three. And uh, the 3-1, and one, I said Watson. All I'll, right, Tommy. I'll pick have?
1: this one, yeah. Um, let's just go with uh, – I'm still going to pick, I said Watson. Unless uh, – what do you do with Devontae Adams, dude? Are you just hoping he's going to play this week?
2: I'm just leaving him in there because he's got a high point total. Makes me feel better.
0: <laughs> and it's Just messing with <laughs> the art. matchup. He's like freaking him out. Art. Just because
2: yeah.
1: – I'm I'm curious, are you going to move yeah. Sutton up if he doesn't play and then put someone else in the flex, like Jordan Howard? or? I mean, I got to say, yeah, Jordan or, or F1. Okay, I'm going to go with Art if he goes. this week. Um, <laughs> I think Julio Jones is going to have a good game, as well as Nick Chubb. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I don't know. I still don't know why he's wrong with OJ Howard, but uh, David I Montgomery might have an opportunity to have a decent week. Uh, against Oakland, um, you know, but I do want to mention, too, uh, with, with Chicago's defense, they do not have Roquan Smith this week. And and they're not really saying exactly what's going on. Yeah, what is going on with that? But I don't know if you know, but there was an incident, I believe two weeks ago, uh, where it looked like he crashed his car into another car, a possible DUI incident uh, that they're not talking about that they haven't really re- released allegedly. allegedly, Allegedly. You know, so I did see the picture of the car. Uh, if it is his car and it was a DUI, uh, it's not looking good Ouch. for them. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the Expendables too this week. I like the matchup
0: of Mahomes versus uh, Indianapolis, Julio at Houston. Uh, the, the corners haven't been playing very good for Houston this week, uh, excuse me, this year. Um, Nick Chubb's going to have a tough one. Dave Montgomery, O.J. Howard, though. I mean, yeah, you're right, Tommy. He's got to drop O.J. Howard already. I mean, he's enough's something. enough. I mean, that's, that's terrible. You can't keep rolling him out there.
3: Free nuggets.
0: Every, at least, you, I mean, I don't say you have to drop him, but at least bench him and wait until you see some kind of life. Because right. right now, there's nothing from him. But, um, but I do like. I mean, I like Gurley at Seattle. Chris Carson, I think he got a lot riding in that two games. son um, has been playing well, so I just like a slight slight edge
1: to the Expendables. But I think it's going to be close. I think Dominic could definitely take it too. So
0: you know That's the best art.
1: The best uh, the the X factor on on Expendables team this week, I think, though, is Tyler Boyd going up yeah. going up against Arizona, especially mm-hmm. because they lost John Ross for the year, and so that he's I mean he was already the best receiver on that team, uh, you know, arguably even with AJ Green there, and so now as being the only one guy only guy left, uh, he's definitely gonna get a ton of targets.
0: You could probably see him getting like fifteen targets this week, easily. Yeah, Damn, crazy. Who do you have, Domi? Are you picking? Yeah, I'm gonna pick myself because someone's
2: got to believe in me, and uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm a little scared about Thielen against New York and him calling out Cousins and them trying to feed him early. That's the the really the matchup that scares me the most. So if my I keep it close with my receiving core, with like I said, with Larry's floor and then Cortez and having another uh, show up game, I think Gurley and Carson have a chance to out outperform Chubb and. Montgomery, so that's my hope, and then I, I feel like I win the tight end battle for sure with Ertz. At oh yeah. New
0: so yeah, pick myself. I All think right, guys. One matchup, Steve. Last matchup. Yep, it's a uh, t- couple two on two and uh, two teams, uh, the Mexicans versus Arm Rodgery. Uh, so, comedy go ahead and start us off.
1: I just want to say uh, Zach Ertz going up against the New York Jets. The Jets give up the least points, fantasy points to tight ends. So Ooh, dropping nuggets free nuggets um so So you're saying there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) so you know Mexicans has been moving his quarterbacks around and has finally settled on Jameis Winston which I think is the best choice that he has going for him so I'm gonna pick Mexicans to win because Jameis is gonna go off Michael Thomas is gonna go off in the same game Cooper Cup has been trending up amazingly and so has Dalvin Cook Definitely the second best running back in the league right now. The only thing I worry about uh, is is Sonny Michelle on his team. But I think, you know, uh, speaking of bad tight ends, if if Aaron Rodgers is going to continue rolling out Jerry Cook out there (laughs) and is going to be too scared to make a trade for equal value players that help his team, I think he's going to have a hard time getting the win, even with Kamara and Tyler Lockett and Tom Brady. So just a free nugget. You should just try to trade for a good tight end. I'm going with Steve. I
2: think the interesting thing to look at here is who's going to score more points: the duo of Cook and Michelle, or the duo of Kamara and Henry. I'm leaning towards Kamara and Henry, obviously, but because yeah. uh, Michelle's not not looking too good, but Cook could cover. And then I think Steve blows him out in the wide receiver matchup. I don't. I, Gordon's questionable. Uh, and then, and then you look at the tight end, and it's and Waller versus
1: derrick cooks a landslide
2: so it's steve steve for sure in this one
1: that's cool too though like old old oakland tight end versus new oakland tight end yeah i know Isn't that funny and one's way better it's crazy yeah i'm gonna take myself on this one too um
0: but i am worried about michelle i just at this point i'm kind of treading water in that position luckily that you know cook like you said has been kind of helping me out a little bit on that one but um and i like I, I like he you know Tom Brady's pretty good this week against Washington, but I still feel like they can probably get up to a lead real quick and then they kind of just coast it for the rest of the game. So and I think New Orleans and uh, Tampa Bay may be a shootout, hopefully. So I'll take myself. Yeah, and if that happens, hopefully that benefits uh, Sony Michelle. Exactly. that's 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 the plan. That's why I still have him in there. so we'll see what happens. All right, guys, that's it uh, for today's show. As always, thanks for listening. And the last thing for today is for you to go and hit some stars, preferably five of them before closing out whatever podcast app you're listening to on the show, uh, excuse me, listening to the show on. And remember, you can always hit up the two-on-one crew at the podcast Twitter handle at two-on-one FFB podcast for all your waiver wire trades and start sick questions. And you can find us each on Twitter. I'm at fb savant 7075
1: And I'm at Timo52 underscore.
0: And I'm at mode 24 Thanks for listening and remember to DFIU. What does that mean? Don't fuck it up. I'm okay. fucking <laughs> good luck this week, guys That boy good boy That boy good boy That boy good Dead boy good.